Working out. It always makes me so fucking horny, you guys. For reals, I get back from the gym and all I want to do is get some dick. But that's not the point of this episode. I have a couple different things I'm going to be going over today. Hopefully it's not too chaotic for you guys, but I just have so many things to cover. First things first, this week I discovered I have a new hard (laughs) limit. Mm -hmm. So you know how in porn sometimes you see men slap pussies? I have heard women complain that they hate this and men seem to think that women like this for because of porn. But personally, I've never thought a whole ton about it because up until now, my experience with pussy slapping has been pretty limited. It's always just been like little hits or little taps that don't freak me out too much. Honestly, what it does is just makes my pussy more sensitive. So even if maybe I don't love the sensation of it happening, I like what it does. However, (laughs) however, Andrew was in one of his little horny moods (laughs) like he does. And he was texting me and saying all the things he wants to do to me. Great. Fantastic. Then he (laughs) sends me a gif. And I love Andrew, (laughs) but oh my god. God. Okay, this gif was this poor woman's vagina getting slapped. I mean, slapped really fucking hard, like hit. And instantly, my face went to pure horror, just horror. My legs closed, my hand went over my pussy, and it took me a couple minutes to recover. I was like, oh, fuck no. So I've realized I like to be treated like trash. I like to be thrown around the room. I like to be hit and spit on and called names. Whatever, that's fine. But my pussy, my pussy, you treat with goddamn respect and you idolize that thing. You worship it. You treat it like a little fucking princess. You're nice to it. And that is how things are gonna be from now on because ain't nobody doing that to my pussy. Uh-uh. You can treat me that way, but not my pussy. No. No, no. She gets the nicest treatment. Thank you very fucking much. <sighs> okay. Promise the rant. The rant is over. I also have an update about my van. A couple weeks ago, I told you about the story before Andrew left where we tried to clone his willy, and I told you that my carpet got ruined. Crusty, white, cum-substance stuff was in my carpet. Well, um, it, it only took weeks, but I finally cleaned it up, 
and my carpet is almost back to normal. There's still a couple little crusty spots. I don't know if it's better or worse because obviously before the stain was too big for it to actually have been come and now there's just like little dots <laughs> here and there. So I don't know if it if it's better or worse. Before it was like that's what it looked like but obviously it couldn't be that, right? And now it's like, hmm, I don't know what these little things are but I'm just gonna pretend they don't exist when I give tours of my van and let people let their mind wander as they will because I'm not about to go through that story over and over again. Actually, that's a lie. I probably am because it's pretty funny. All right, update number three. I told you guys last week about an app called the Obedience app and how I had zero experience. That was factual and true at the time. However, Andrew and I have started to use it. So I have a little review and a little update for you guys because I genuinely... I'm really liking the app. I think it's pretty fantastic. We have kind of catered it to our needs. Obviously, we're distance, so it's been another layer of being able to connect with each other and feel our dynamic and our roles better. And because the app is actually made really well, it's been super enjoyable. So how it works is you have habits, punishments, rewards, and then you have kind of a note section where you can put rules and limits, ideas and other for your dynamic and for your roles in the relationship. You can also message each other on it, send each other pictures, that kind of stuff. And it's really well done. It was really easy to set up and use. Andrew is <laughs> very excited to <laughs> plug in my habits, which some of them, for an example, are drink water. I send him pictures of me drinking water out of the sippy cup that he got me three times a day. And then I send him today pictures once a day. I work out twice a week. I have like an extra bonus, which I can do anytime, which is uh getting fucked like a little slut and yes that means what you think it means it means going off and finding somebody to hook up with getting railed and then hopefully taking pictures videos as evidence for andrew <laughs> to watch this kind of started because we had a conversation about how we were feeling about doing stuff like this and telling each other the details and stuff like this after it's been a solid month, month and a half that he's been gone now, how we're feeling about it, making sure that it's something that we both still want because with the separation, things like jealousy and emotions and attachments can kind of shift and kind of change. So we had to check in with each other and make sure we were both feeling good because the last thing we want is to be separated and not being able to see each other for another month still have those feelings of jealousy get really strong and just kind of smolder until we're back together. It's the last thing we want. We want to make sure that we're really aware of each other and how we're feeling about these things. So we had that conversation and it led to um, a really fun time for me last week <laughs> that I'll tell you about. But first, I want to tell you about my rewards because I'm really excited. When you complete the habits on the app, it gives you points. And you can cash these points in for rewards that the dominant sets. If you go in the negative, you have punishments. My rewards, however, are stickers and a stuffy. And I already earned stickers. So the mic that I'm using right now has this adorable little penguin sticker on it. And it makes me very happy and very excited. And I have like a whole bunch of them that are going to go in the van. And I'm going to put pictures 
on my OnlyFans and on Patreon. So yes, last update for you guys. I started an OnlyFans. Now, I'm telling you guys about this not to push it or promote it or get you guys to sign up for OnlyFans just to let you know how it's going for me because it's kind of an exciting adventure and I've talked about it before on this podcast. So the reason for it was I finally decided that so long as I'm doing it my way, the way I want, and I'm not feeling a ton of pressure to be like keeping up with it. It doesn't feel like a job to me. It'll be fun and I should do it because I get off to people watching me. I'm a huge exhibitionist. I also get off on the whole money aspect. So for me, feeling like I am so desired that somebody's going to spend money on my body or on watching me, something like that is an actual kink, which might not surprise you considering the past episodes and the entire subject of this podcast but so because of those reasons I figured it was time and I started it but I did it my way so how it is set up is it's a free account free to subscribe any content that you see on there without having to tip some sort of amount of money is not explicit at all it is just pictures of me stuff that I do whatever cute shit good shit If you want to see anything explicit, I have pinned up at the top of my profile what you're going to find. $3 gets you a partial nude, $5 will get you a nude, $8 will get you some sort of like little sexy clip, and $45 will get like a full three to eight minute masturbation video. And then I'm also, I'm still kind of working out how I'm doing actual porn, like with a cock. So far, I've I've kind of been charging in between like $15 and $50, depending on how long the video is, kind of feeling out what's happening, how good the content is, and then I decide the price from there. So that's how I have it set up. I'm really, really happy with that. It might not be the biggest like moneymaker. It might be kind of hard to collect fans that know that I'm worth spending money on. I understand all of the cons with the way I have it set up. However, it's the way I want to do it. It's how I'm comfortable doing it. And if I make money, that's fantastic. If I get to have these like outlets for myself, that's fantastic. And that's all I care about at this point. I don't want it to turn into a job or make my desire for taking videos and sex in general lesson at all. I don't want that. In the first week that this has been up, I've made $140 and I'm in the top 33% of creators. And I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. I think that's pretty solid for a week. I've got, I think, 22 fans, but it's pretty cool. I'm actually, I'm feeling pretty solid about it. You know, if I make $100 a week on this, that's $400 a month that I wouldn't be making simply because I'm not putting the content I already take on a website. (laughs) So yeah, pretty happy with it. Now, I know you guys are all wondering if I got fucked like a little slut for daddy. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I did. And it's story time. We're going to call this guy Sexy Rock Climbing Dude. Now, I'm crossing my fingers and hoping Sexy Rock Climber Dude doesn't continue to listen to Sugar Pussy because I did tell him about this podcast and he did listen to last week's episode. That being said, I'm not going to hold back. Okay, matched with him on Tinder. He rock climbs, he's hot, and he lives in a van. Pretty much my type wrapped up with a little bow on it. I have lots of types, right? But this is like my favorite, okay? I'm not gonna lie about it. A little grungy looking, you know, (laughs) I really like the hobos who who live in a van and who have outdoorsy hobbies. (laughs) What can I say? That's what I like. Judge me. 
anyway, I was like, I messaged him. I'm like, you get hella points if you get me to rock climb. From there, we talked about like our vans and hobbies and such and planned a time to meet up. So I went over to hang out in his van. He had like a little vegan snack spread and some beer and we chatted for like a decent amount of time, probably like two hours before anything really happened. This was like an actually really cute, really smooth date. Like, okay, I'm going to hang out in his van. Everybody knows what's gonna happen. But how it happened, I'm like, I'm not gonna lie. I'm pretty impressed, (laughs) impressed by this because he like put me in a little harness and it was like fucking adorable. And then obviously his hands are all over me at this point and it just really smoothly (laughs) led into it and then we fucked and it was really good like he wasn't super rough but it was the first time we were hanging out so props to him actually for taking it slow but he was dominant as I like and as he probably picked up from the podcast and we did have a couple conversations about what we like and it was perfect he called me good girl that always (laughs) makes me super wet so that's good he has a very nice um penis i like it a lot and oh my god interjection his cum tastes really fucking good anyway so we fucked it was great he asked me what the craziest thing i've done sexually was after we fucked so i told him a little story and then we (laughs) we fucked again this time though you guys i (sighs) he tied me up there's this test called bdsmtest.org. I have gotten 100% rope bunny every single time that I take this test. Other things change because what I'm into changes, right? The top three things have never changed. Brat, submissive, rope bunny. Always 100%. For being a rope bunny, I hardly ever get tied up. And yes, this is a frustration if you can't hear it in my voice. It hardly ever happens it happened. Oh my god, the floodgates opened. I don't think I have been that wet in months. <laughs> months. I mean, last time Andrew was around, probably, but holy fucking shit. Oh, it was, it was, it was very nice. He tied my wrists behind my back, and then he tied my ankles to them, so I was hogtied on my belly, and he fucked the shit out of me, and it was fantastic. Hmm. <sighs> Okay, so then we were laying there. So that was number two. (laughs) Then we were laying there. By this time, it had been like at least three hours, right? I had to pee. Wasn't going to happen again. (laughs) Definitely not going to happen again, right? So we're laying there, and then I ask him what the craziest thing he's ever done. And he starts telling me this story about an orgy that he fucked some man's wife in front of him, consensually. And now my mind is like, oh, fuck yes. This is perfect. This is absolutely fucking perfect. And I'm like laying there stroking his again hard cock. I tell him that. I'm like, it's really too bad. I have to pee. He's like, "Mm, it's okay. And he crawls on top of me. He's like, I can use your mouth. Mm. Mm. (laughs) So fucking hot. So hot. Okay. He's fucking my mouth and he doesn't let me use my hands at all. Any of the times my mouth has been on his cock, he hasn't let me use my hands. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like a thing or if he just knows like it's a vulnerability thing almost to not be able to use your hands because I always feel like way more submissive and used and out of control when I can't use my hands. 
kind of sucks. I don't like it, but I also like it. So if that makes sense. Anyway, he's fucking my mouth. I sat for a second. I'm like, will you take a video? <laughs> yeah, I'll take a video. Mm. Not gonna lie. One of my favorite blowjob videos I've ever taken. <laughs> it's a really good video. I was very happy with it. So I did that. I left for the night and then in the morning, I went back over for coffee. He made me coffee. We made more air quotes content. <laughs> I got some hella good stuff. I'm very, very happy with it. And we had a lot of fun. The little exhibitionist submissive in me was very content at this point. Mm. So that was my little story for you guys. All of that stuff obviously went to Andrew first, got solid reviews. I mean, solid, rock hard <laughs> reviews. Sadly, sexy rock climbing dude hasn't taken me rock climbing yet. We'll see. But I did climb on his cock. All right, you guys, the sugar dating portion of this episode, I'm going to tell you about the time a sugar daddy took me on a cruise. So first of all, I have had a hard time finding sugar daddies that really cover every single desire and want, right? It's a lot easier to find a sugar daddy who covers maybe two or three of the main goals or desires out of an arrangement it's really hard to find an all-encompassing gold ticket all package everything included deal right so typically i either have a consistent allowance and a solid relationship with them or i have inconsistent meeting but a great relationship with them i'll have just the travel with them and a good relationship with them like there's various combinations of things right it's hard to find it all in one though so typically my needs you know i started sugaring in college i've been trying to figure out my career and everything so my needs are financial i need to be able to pay my bills so I need that consistent allowance. I need I need the actual cash gifts, right? I don't need gifts. I don't need vacations. Those are awesome things that I would love to have, but they're not necessary, right? The first things I'm going to be looking for in a sugar relationship are financial support and a solid relationship with them. Good chemistry, connection, stuff we get along about, that kind of stuff. I had a solid sugar daddy at this point in time in college who was financially supportive and I started getting really interested in traveling and maybe going on a trip with a sugar daddy. So I got back on seeking arrangements and I kind of focused on the people who were interested in travel and I found one and we met up probably twice before we planned our trip, planned our cruise, three-day Bahama cruise on Royal Caribbean. I was really excited. It all went super smoothly. We got along super well. I really liked him. We we were had the same interests. We were able to talk about business, music, and stuff like that. So he's a really nice guy. However, we didn't hang out really a ton to figure out every detail of how we got along together and what ended up happening on this trip. First things first, fantastic trip. I was super spoiled the whole time. We had a balcony cabin, so I was able to just, you know, I could wake up in the morning and step outside. It was just beautiful. I loved being able to have like a little balcony on the ship 
seriously, I don't think I would ever spend the money on myself to have this if I were to buy myself a cruise. So those kind of details, absolutely fantastic. I had unlimited drink packages, uh, all of that kind of stuff, you know, that higher end details that when you plan a trip for yourself, you aren't probably going to think that you need to spend that extra money on. You get when you travel with sugar daddies. That has been part of why I would encourage anybody who does sugar, anybody who's interested in sugar, to be open to traveling because you really get those details and those classy treatments that you don't get when you plan a trip for yourself usually because at least when I plan a trip for myself, I'm cutting corners. I'm trying to make it cheap. I'm trying to do a lot but within a budget and you know, I don't get myself the nicest room or the fanciest meal packages, like those kind of things. I cut corners and I would assume that most people do who are living within a budget, right? But when you travel with a sugar daddy, you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. You're able to take advantage of the nicest things and be treated like a fucking princess and just have that really classy, that really magical movie type experience. And I can't stress enough how cool of experiences traveling with sugar daddies have been because of those details, because of those little things. So all in all, the trip was fantastic. I had plenty of freedom. He let me go off and do my own things. We spent maybe half a day or a quarter of the day together. Um, we'd eat meals together and I mean, we would hang out by the pool or go do events in the evenings together. But I did, I was able to go do the stuff I wanted to do on my own and have that freedom and have that good time on my own. And so we spent a day on the ship. We spent two days on islands and it was just, it was just a really nice time. Typically when I travel, I try to do it cheap. So having an excuse to just drink and lay on a beach and kind of do that vacation-y stuff was really, really pretty cool. And it was in the middle of being broke in college and that was <laughs> definitely a plus. It was definitely a plus. But the problem with this was that I didn't know the sugar daddy super well. I didn't know how our relationship was super well. I just kind of dove into this trip, right? I wasn't exactly sure what I was getting into. It was kind of a leap of faith. It ended up turning out fantastic, but our sexual chemistry wasn't great. And it really, really started to shine during the cruise, during this trip. And we had had sex before, but it hadn't been, it hadn't been in a situation where I really, really felt that disconnect. Luckily, this guy was so sweet and he felt it too. So it really wasn't a big deal. I think in our entire arrangement that we've had, we've had sex maybe three to four times and that includes not on the cruise. That, that includes the date we had before going on the, on the cruise. So I spent in total, I think four to five days with this man and we had sex twice during the cruise. And I was lucky that he was cool with it and he was more excited about having company and having somebody to spend this time with and have somebody there with him and have somebody for, you know, cuddles and that kind of stuff was, was perfectly fine. But you know, it wasn't super sexual, but we did get, get along super well. So we still talk to this day. We'll still catch up if we're in the same area at the same time. We'll meet up, but it's not a super sexual arrangement, but we still really get along. We have a great time together and the cruise was 
fantastic 10 out of 10 recommend and that's what i have for you guys not a ton of detail it was really one of the, just those like awesome vacations where you just kind of forget about life for a while and you stay drunk and you just do fun things and you really embrace tourism so i don't do that a whole lot but you just really embrace the vacation tourism stuff and you just enjoy yourself that is what I have to say about traveling with sugar daddies that you don't know. You can get yourself into trouble easily when you jump into these things, but also they can end up fantastic like this one. And I would not suggest, you know, spending your entire sugar career just picking up a couple hundred dollars for a date every now and then. You have amazing opportunities like in episodes I've said before to network. You have amazing opportunities to travel. You have all of these things like at your fingertips. And I know time is a constraint and finding the sugar daddies takes time and then spending time on trips and dates and everything takes time, but it it's worth it. I genuinely want to say if sugar dating is something you want to do or you can do and you have the ability to do it, don't write off travel arrangements. Don't write off doing this for networking and connections and friendships and that kind of stuff. Try it all, figure out what works for you and just be open, have an open mind and maybe you'll get some really fucking cool experiences. That is going to do it for this episode, you guys. However, I cannot finish this episode without giving Sarah Chadwick a shout out. I finally have gotten her book, The Sweetness of Venus, The History of the Clitoris. And I have been binge reading it and I finally first finished the first section and it's so fucking good, you guys. Okay, also, <laughs> there she rewrites the Adam and Eve story. I'm not going to say too much about this, but it is <laughs> my favorite version of the story ever. It's so, it's so good. I think I read it aloud like three times last night in the sexiest voice I possibly could just because it, it made my soul very, very happy. But I swear to God, I get two pages into this book and I have to put it down and, and just rant, rant. It's also humorous and it's written in such an engaging way that I don't know how anybody wouldn't like this book. So go check it out. The Sweetness of Venus by Sarah Chadwick. Also follow her on Instagram at its.personalgirls because she posts some of my favorite content and this is how I found her in the first place. We connected over sugar pussy and she's been super helpful and super supportive of this podcast from the beginning she's given me amazing feedback and i just i love how this stuff can happen over social media there can be really negative stuff on social media all the time right but i have met some seriously incredible people since i've started this podcast and the communities around sex and women and sex positivity on Instagram are so fantastic and she has some of the best content so go follow her. Also if you haven't yet followed me at sugarpusspod go do that. Also my personal account is at Ellie Sugar Ray. I have a link to my OnlyFans there if you're curious to check it out. So go do that and I can't wait to talk to you guys next week for episode 20 of Sugar Pussy. Thank you.
Oh, I love a good sugar pussy. <laughs>